My name is Jay Escobar and I am alcoholic. And, and thank you, Andy, very much for introducing me and, and Josh and Ross, who I think had a little bit to do with this, um, this unfortunate night that you guys had to bear witness to and have me here with you guys. Um, it's great to be in Mississippi. Um, great to be in Mississippi from a house in Sacramento is even better. I don't know what the temperature is there in Mississippi, but our weather here is, is pretty good right now. So, um, and I, I, I see there's um, quite a few people here from Sacramento. I wanna um, thank you guys for, for coming and supporting. Um, it's just, it's great to always know that, that we alcoholics stick together. And I know the first step is we, and I, and I, and I saw that on the board and I'm like, that's all right. Um, I kind of like to drink by myself, but I get and I see what the we program really means. Not only do I, I get a God from my understanding, but I get a fellowship and I get other men and women that I, um, are, are searching for the same things I am, right? Who is still looking for a solution for alcoholism, right? And it's not just, you don't get it once and then you're good, right? It's something that we always got to be searching for and seeking and, um, and we always need each other. Um, even if it's just a small way of just calling somebody and talking to somebody or, or hey, how about this? Or 10-step or, hey, how are you doing? Or um, a, little, a little card on your anniversary date. I, those things uh, speak someone's volumes to me. Um, it was a definitely different story about 10, 10, 10 years ago, a little over 10 years ago when I got here. Um, so a little bit where I, I kind of come from. And it's not going to, I'm not going to explain to you this is why I'm an alcoholic. This is kind of how my life was and kind of what it looked like. Um, so I can be relatable. Um, but I come from a little town, probably like you guys, the little town you have there. Uh, wasn't very many people in this town. It was west of Sacramento. Uh, we called it broader California. And um, I had a, a, a pretty good life there. My grandmother kind of um, lived next door to us. So she always made sure we were behaving. And um, and I don't know if, if some of you guys remember, it was, I was really young, but Dukakis ran to be president. And she was the headquarters for Yellow County. So we had this house decked out, American flags, and he came by for like not even five minutes, took a picture, shook a hand or two, kissed a baby, one of those deals, right? And then left. And uh, we worked days on this house to make sure it was tip top shape. And, um, so my grandmother was really involved in the community. She was Native American. She did a lot of ceramics and a lot of outreach stuff. So I had, a, I had good examples of what to do and how to treat people. But that just wasn't came out when I would start to drink. Um, I started drinking at an early age, probably about 13, 14 years old. And um, <clears throat> I always wanted to be a part of something. And so it was real easy just to pick up a drink in the neighborhood I came from, a uh, small Hispanic neighborhood. There was a little gang there. And, um, and it, it kind of felt like, like a club. You know, these, I think this gang was a lot different back then than they are today, um, definitely. Because I think most of the time that we kind of hung out, we, we kind of taken care of each other, right? Um, I didn't always have a, a hot meal to eat. I, I wasn't always welcome home or it was too late to even go home. And I could stay at their house, right? Um, 
I'm not saying we're always like that. I'm not saying we didn't do some um, some things to harm other people or or steal stuff out of your front yard or or maybe you left your keys in your car or, or maybe we needed your car for a little bit and we, so we borrowed yours. I'm not saying we're innocent, but it was more of a, a community and a family I felt when I got here, um, when I got there to them and I drank and I drank like they did, right? So, so it didn't always, it wasn't always a, a drink involved, but like it describes in this book that the obsession and the phenomenon craving that would happen when I took that first drink. And I was at Kaiser for a little bit and I learned it only took less than a half of ounce of alcohol to start that craving. And I can see that to be true because not only would I just have a couple of drinks, but I would go all the way until there isn't no more going. Until I, you have to add to that night so you could drink even longer, if you know what I mean. Um, but then drinking still got involved again too once you felt a little straight. Um, and, it was, and it wasn't because I was sad, mad. I drank for any reason. I was willing to drink no matter what. And, um, and I, I appreciate this book and how I related to it when it was opened up to me when I got my sponsor. I got my, um, <clears throat> so the only reason why I got my sponsor because I was court ordered to go to, to not only court order, but my job summons me also to go to rehab and I'm at Kaiser. And luckily, luckily for me, I was able to knock, knock out my DUI classes and, um, and my, it was a DOI class I had. And then at Kaiser to, to, I was able to go to Kaiser to double up on both of these, you know, cause I had so many classes I had to go to. They let me go ahead and do just one. Um, so I was appreciative of that. And they wanted me to do a little court card. And, um, <clears throat> and the reason why I had to do that because I'm just, I'm just one of those guys who just doesn't know how to drink and stay home. I want to drive, right? So I get a DUI in Yellow County in West Sacramento, and <clears throat> and I get I get picked up for a couple of other charges as well as, as I'm drinking. Um, they they wasn't quite sure what I was an influence of. Um, it took a few hours to figure that out. They put me in a dark room in a light room, and and they're trying to see if my eyes are dilated, and and one eye is dilated, one's not, so they don't know what to do with me, right? Um, so, anyways, it's under the influence. I get that charge. And then within 29 days of each other, I'm trying to go to Lake Tahoe to the Harris with my friends, with his car. He's in jail. And, um, and I said, can I borrow your car? He goes, yeah. And I go over to pick up the keys from his mom. His mom said, no, you can't borrow the car unless you take me with you. So she got in the car too, right? And then she had money. I don't have any money, right? And she was rolling the treat. Well, I didn't know um, in that arrangement, she wanted, she wanted a little bit more. That I was willing to, wanted to give her, right? For all that liquor she bought. And um, of course we get pulled over and I get a DUI and, and they let her go. She had to walk because she was drunk, just as drunk as I was. And um, she had to walk and come get the car the next day. So like any good alcoholic, I, I, I bail out because I'm not so tough um, when I'm sober and I'm in the jail, right? So this will be the second time I bail myself out. And um <clears throat> And if you ever get in a place in a, in a town where you don't know how to get home, you could get a Greyhound, right? And if you have an ID, 
you can give them your ID if you have no money. But as soon as you got to your location, you had to pay to get your ID back. So I did that. Well, I don't have any money and I can not have any use for that, that ID anymore, right? Because my license was suspended, right? So I left the Greyhound from downtown Sacramento and walked over the bridge to West Sacramento. Uh, and that's just kind of how it looked for me. And that's why my job offered to send me to, to Kaiser to rehab. Or it was either that or resign or be fired. So I think probably getting fired would have been an easier, softer way, but I did not. Um, I had a couple of kids at the house at the time. They were, they were pretty young, two kids, and um, I, had, I wasn't responsible for them. So uh, I felt a responsibility to them, but not that I ever stopped drinking because of them, too. So it's kind of a, a weird little setup. I never, I never would put their needs or wants before mine, but I know I knew they were mine and I had to take care of them the best, the best I could. And um, so I, I'm Matt Kaiser and I'm going to this, this meeting. It's a young people's meeting. This will be my first sponsor, uh, sponsor Not Cost Anonymous. And um, <clears throat> I'm, at, I'm at this meeting just because I'm not really sure about, about AA as a whole and, and if I'm really truly done. Um, I don't think I was done because alcohol didn't really stop working for me. I just couldn't do it the way I wanted to without getting in trouble. Um, and then at, the, at that point, it looked really bad for me. It's just nobody was around. I was by myself, um, these two kids being evicted. Um, all these different circumstances um, are happening. And, uh, <clears throat> and that's just thinking, I think it talks about in this book, um, it says men and women drink essentially because they like the effects produced by alcohol. The cessation is so elusive that while we admit injurious, they cannot, after a time, differentiate the truth from the false. That was me. That was me all the time. That that would that would be me within an hour. That's how my brain worked and my alcoholism worked. Um, I knew I shouldn't be doing this, but I'm doing it anyways. I'm at work drinking, but I'm in the bathroom longer than I should be take away too many bathroom breaks, right? And not having me, and I'm having me eight, maybe for a couple of days, I'm in the bathroom way too long for someone that has an eight, right? I'm just in there drinking. <laughs> and, um, and not to be, um, not to give anybody any ideas or anything, but I had other issues too that I would partake in too at work. And, and I saw in the movies that if you were smoked, and if you flush the toilet at the same time, the smoke will be sucked into the toilet. No, that doesn't happen at a high-rise building. I work at 300 Capital Mall. I'm on the eighth floor. Those things are so powerful that smoke blows back up at you, right? So then not only am I a little buzzed, but now I smell like chemicals, if you know what I mean. And I have to go back to work like this. So, of course, um, none of that worked very well for the, for the state of California and my little job that I had in the mailroom. And I couldn't even do that, right? How do you, how you not even do the mailroom correctly? How can you not open these envelopes correctly and, and lay them flat and take the staples out and, and get them to the right department? I couldn't even do that. So I don't blame them for um, threatening everything they could. Um, so I'm, I'm, at that, I'm at that Kaiser, just trying to hold on to whatever I have left. Um, I know I might have a little problem. I know my life is unmanageable. But I don't know if alcohol synonymous can help me. Cause I don't even know what that looks like. 
to be honest with you. So thank God when I'm at that young people's meeting in McKinley Park and, and two men um, kind of getting in my way for me to get my court card. I'm just trying to get out of there, right? I need this thing, I need this thing signed. And um, I haven't received the stamp date that I ordered online to stamp my own card yet. So I kind of need to go to this meeting still. And thank God I didn't get that stamp in time before I got the sponsor. He gave me this number. He asked me if I had a sponsor. And I said, yes, I got a sponsor. Of course, I'm offended, right? As if, don't you look at me? I'm looking great. I'm having like a month and a half sober. And I'm just thirsty. Like, I need a drink, right? You can just tell. I'm, I'm just a mess. And, and I'm not sleeping right. And I'm thirsty, right? I need, my, I need a solution of alcohol, which worked for me even till the end, right? So, um, so I call that man and I call him when it's, I call him when it was a rude time to call somebody because I'm just inappropriate and I'm rude and I'm, I think about myself and, and I was just going to tell him thanks for no thanks I got a sponsor. And um, that's not what I said. I said, yeah, I, I, I don't know how to not feel the way I feel, how to stop using and drinking. And I didn't know I, I, I didn't know I felt that way. I didn't know I wanted help. I think that was just something that I think it might have been the first time that maybe God has is, is, is spoken through me to somebody else. That might have been the first time, to be honest with you, because I normally don't ask for help. And I, and I knew I had a couple of problems in my life, but I don't think I had a, I don't think I was that bad. I just read to you, it's just thought this life was a normal one for where I come from. But, um, but what I read when it says, I said, like the, the sensation what it produces, that's the same thing for me today. I don't like the, the taste of alcohol, but I like the effects produced by it. And that's just like with coffee. I had coffee this morning. Somebody brought me coffee at work and I didn't like it because there wasn't enough creamer in it. So it's the same thing. I like the, I like the effects it produced by it, but I don't like the way it tastes. I don't know. And now I'm going to get, um, you know, I'm, be, I'm not going to be a real AA drinker, coffee drinker now by saying that out loud. Um, but I just don't, but I do love the effects produced by it, you know? Um, so I kind of, this has been, that's kind of been my story at the very beginning. So I give this thing a little chance. <clears throat> so I went to that man's house and it, and it wasn't somebody who had, I had, I know they talk about find somebody who has what you want. I have no idea what that means. What do you mean? I, I'm, I'm not the sharpest one. I mean, you got to tell me a couple of times. You got to explain it to me. Um, even today, my sponsor something I said, he, he asked me a couple of times, what, what did you mean by that? That's exactly what he said. And I have to say it a different way because I'm just not communicating it correctly, right? <clears throat> but I go to, he tells me, come to, come to my house, bring a big book, come to my house. And I, and I did, and I'm glad we didn't have nothing in common. We didn't talk about anything else but, but this book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We got into this book. We got into step one, two, and three that first day. I was on my four step papers and I was told I had one week to complete it. And if I wasn't able to do that or wasn't willing to do that, then I would have to find a new sponsor that this just wasn't going to work out for him. Mm, okay. I don't know any different, right? I don't know any better. I know I don't read that well. I don't write that well, but I'm going to do the best I got, right? I'm at, I'm at CDRP. We had a lot of downtime. We're sitting there on board. 
I could write a few few words on these papers here and there, right? <clears throat> so I completed. He's at my house, and we're doing the fifth step. And it's almost like as if he's not even paying attention to what I'm saying. I'm like pouring out everything. And he's just, you know, I'm just, he's up and down in the kitchen, getting some drink. I'm talking, just spilling out all this stuff. And I don't even know I'm supposed to be saying half the stuff I'm saying. Um, don't know if this is going to be used against me or uh, what is the purpose of this? Is this really going to help me? Um, and I'm done. And I'm sitting there like, okay. So he's, he asks, so what is that one thing that you did not put on there that you, that you, that you would like to share? And I said, I don't have anything I want to share. So then he worded it differently again, right? He said, how free do you want to be? So, okay. I went and got myself something to drink. <laughs> went to the bathroom, think about it a little bit, try to pause. Maybe he'll leave while I was in the bathroom. You know, I always hide out in the bathroom, no matter, you know, anytime I'm trying to get away from somebody, right? I'm in the bathroom. Of course, he's still there when I come out. So I lay that one thing down, maybe that one and a half thing down. He said, good. He gave me a hug. And he told me he loved me. He left. <clears throat> now, the steps, I don't remember um, clearly anything after that. They were kind of quickly. Um, I remember the nine step promises they talked about, and I thought that was great for you. I thought they, were, they look good if they work for you, but I didn't think they would work for somebody like me and where I come from, just being honest. And then they just kind of worked. And I just really, I just really think it was just, I think it was just me giving a chance to allow God come into my life and allow some of the things happen if I was doing what, what I was asked to do in this book. There's a lot of suggestions in this book. And there's some musts in this book too. And um, <clears throat> I wouldn't shy away from service or from putting my hand out to help another alcoholic. And, and my home group was a Friday night family group and that's, they were big on sponsorship there. And there would be a little huddle out in front. And there was an hour before the meeting, right? Immediately started it. They already had a meeting, all right? And then we have a, a, a good hour and a half meeting. And there's another meeting after that, meeting, another hour of huddle time. They're smoking cigarettes, probably too many cigarettes. And, and they might be lying to each other how many sponsors they got. <laughs> our, um, it's just great stories, right? And I'm listening, but not listening. And I'm like, ah. Okay, I'm so new. And they talk about these spiritual experiences all the time and where God came into their life when they're being a maximum service to him. I said, oh, okay. So anytime I'm asked to do something or anytime I could be of service to one of God's kids, I do it. <clears throat> And it came to a time where I almost thought this program wasn't going to kind of fail me. And what it was, that first sponsor went out. <clears throat> Not only did he go out once, he came, went out twice and went out three times. 
at that point, his sponsor um, kind of said, you're no longer able to sponsor men at this point. You're not able to stay sober. So those are probably about a good 10 or 11 of us at the time with this man. And so the grand sponsor at the time um, said, either you guys can find new sponsors or you can come with me. And uh, I know this guy. I know I, I seen him around. I, I heard him talk. And I, I'm, I'm kind of scared about talking to him. I, I'm, I'm really, he's pretty intense. He, he's really... He likes to talk a lot and he's he's excited, maybe more than I maybe more I wanted, right? And um so there was two of us, me and Kevin. And Kevin, mind you, the Kevin's a guy who walked up to me in that meeting and asked me if I had a sponsor at the time. Um, him and my first sponsor did. So me and Kevin went with the grand sponsor. He's here tonight, Victor Silva. So nothing got to change as far as taking the steps. I've already taken these steps. I already started working with men at Salvation Army in Sacramento. I had about a year and a half since right at this time. And I'm going to Salvation Army working with these men because they have to have a sponsor in order to complete the program. So lucky for me, right? Uh, this was one thing. Um, I know some of you guys don't know um, about Sacramento, but there's a, a Latin bail bonds a block away from Salvation Army. And I had to walk by a lot of bail bonds to get to Salvation Army. And I said that walk. I'm a good alcoholic, no license, no car. Um, barely have a bike, right? But I'm walking over there after work. And then, uh, you know what? I'm walking by a lot of bail bonds. And I told you guys I bailed myself out at the beginning there. So I had a little state job. And my government name is Steven Escobar. And the guy that they picked up for the DUIs was Jay Escobar. So it was like his little brother. So they would call Steven Escobar at the job looking for Jay Escobar in a payment. I don't know how many times. I also haven't seen him, but if I see him, I'll let him know you're looking for him, right? They didn't like that. So this went on for a while. And it got so bad. Here I am sponsoring these men at Salvation Army, um, telling them how, how to make amends and how, to, how free do you want to be? And here I got this amends that I have, I'm not willing to make because it's financial. And I don't have very much money. And I'm so selfish, self-centered. So what, so what did a good alcoholic do? I start to walk around and let bill bonds to avoid even looking at them to get to my sponsees to tell him what great this program is and the rewards we get if we do his work. And I wasn't doing all of his work. I was almost a fraud, right? Thank God that my, thank God the, the sponsor that I ended up getting, Victor, we get in his truck, me and Kevin. The first thing he asks, where are you at in your amends? As if he knows already. He just knows, like, he knows we're just, we're alcoholics and we're not making them all. We're going to do just enough to get by. Just enough to feel good enough to, you know, for this day, right? So, like, um, any good sponsor, he offered to go with me, but I took the suggestion of, and said, no, thank you. I'll just go on my own on one of my days that I go to Salvation Army and I'll go in there. Now, when I made that payment arrangement, it took me a few years to make those, those amends. And when they found out I was the same person, they were not happy about that. But they weren't happy about a payment arrangement on those two accounts. Yeah. So not only did I get this, I think not too many 
not too many months after that, I, I was able to, to drive down that street. Now, if I knew God was going to give me a car, I would have started making other ways a long time ago, right? I was tired of walking by then, right? And next thing you know, I'm picking up the sponsors and taking the home group. Uh, way out men's. And then the next thing you know, I'm going to upgrade, get a bigger car to put more guys in it. And nobody needs to put gas money in it. I got it. I'm still making these financial amends, right? God has always provided for what I needed. So it's enough. Even today, I don't, um, I know this, this background might look a little fancy. This is like, uh, this is, this is a, a really good friend of mine's house. I come and he got good lighting. Um, they have, they have, I have roses sitting in front of me, his wife, him and his wife, they have a, a, a beautiful home. And, um, uh, he helped me get dressed. This is it's Alcoholics Anonymous, and he's in the next room working, and uh, he's listening, and he's probably giggling about me over here talking. But I, I get to have friends today like this to be able to come here and do something like this, right? But I definitely come a long way from where I come from, right? <clears throat> and they talk about in this book, it said the tense of work of alcoholics and shares immunity from the possible first slip. I've been here a little bit. I'm afraid to, I'm afraid that that might be true. So I never not have a sponsee. I'm almost never not in service alcoholics anonymous. And it's not because this book says that, but I have examples of that, of that kind of stuff. Examples, not just, I know them personally. Their, their numbers are in my phone. I see, I watch. One of my um, big meetings was at uh, State Line Retreat. And uh, Larry Thomas spoke there. New in sobriety. Kind of on the fence still. But they gave us, um, and they gave everybody in that room a little buffalo nickel. And, um, that could have been the nickel that, that they use in the Mayflower Hotel. Who knows, right? And I like to think maybe I got the nickel. Oh, maybe my nickel is worth a lot of money, right? Let me go check, right? Maybe I'm rich. Maybe I saw this as one of the AA members. They're like this, right? Paid me a lot of money for it. I heard already how, how much the big book was worth, some of the first, second, and third ones. And um, But I heard Larry and I, and I heard a message, and I hear a lot of messages by then. But it was different when it hit my heart. And I was on the fence, but it opened my heart up enough to where God was able to come in once again. And what broke my heart enough to, to appreciate everything Alcoholics Anonymous had done for me and my family at that point. <clears throat> So I don't know when, when everything was lifted. I don't know when the, the psychic change happened. I think it kind of went over over time, but it did. Because um, my sobriety date is January 2nd, 2012. I wasn't planning on sticking around here that long. Um, I, didn't think it, I didn't think any of this stuff would be able to happen to somebody like me. I didn't think I would be able to be happy, joyous, and free to talk about in this book. 
I was so long unhappy. I was so long trapped because I made alcohol my master. And it just took over my life. Now I'm not a daily drinker, but there was times where I was just, I would, I was cut down and I would start drinking. And then after a year or two, it's just full blown again. I lose everything. Everything, house, car, everything. I've done this about three times. Nowhere to live, three times. Since my very first drink. I'm getting older now. I'm 44 years old. I'm getting a little tired. I don't know how many times I can bounce back. But thank God I don't, I don't have the urge or the need to want to drink today. I don't have to drink no matter what. <clears throat> and I see these, these guys before me. Years and years of sobriety. Still a service at their home group. Sponsees, too many to count. Phone rings nonstop. You see them at a home group and they love their home group. Hopefully you love your home group. And why, why, if they're doing that and they're happy and this, <clears throat> and God has provided for them, maybe this could be for me too. I ain't looked back since. I've been in more places in Alcoholics Anonymous than I've ever been in my life. First time I've been on the plane was in Alcoholics Anonymous. And, um, and we're flying out. I've been, my, my grand sponsor is, uh, lives in Conway, Arkansas. And we went there for his birthday. And we surprised him. And I don't know how this works out. I don't know how, who coordinates all this. Um, but at, the, at his airport in his town, we're meeting, I'm there with my sponsor, Victor, and we're meeting Larry Thomas, and we're meeting Frank's sponsor, Tom Hankins, at the airport. We're coming down the escalators at the same time. And at the bottom of the escalators, Maggie, which is Frank's wife, and they're standing there, and it's his birthday. And what he wants to do, he wants to go to the hot springs. <laughs> He don't know why he's at the airport, right? He don't know who he's picking up, why he's picking them up. But he wants to go to the hot springs. I'm not quite sure what they do there, but that's what he wanted to go for his birthday. And here we are coming down his escalator. Now, I don't know if you guys know Frank, but Frank is a kind of a big guy, and Frank has seen some things. Don't, and um, I, never, I never seen him. I had never seen him with so many emotions of joy and happiness and love at that moment. And I don't really know what's going on. I'm just doing what I'm told, right? I'm just showing up. I was told we'd get this plane ticket. We're going here. Um, you know, we're going to be a service. That's all I'm told. be able to sit in the, in the back patio with some of those men and ask them about their experience with God or with some things I'll never forget. And it's always been something like that. 
the saddest thing would be Alcox Anonymous would <laughs> this life would be the wildest dreams. I didn't really dream very big where I come from. But I've never been so happy, joyous, and free. It's almost it's almost embarrassing sometimes. <laughs> I I don't need for nothing, right? I got a humble little apartment. I got a, I got a 2018 Volkswagen. I don't wear a bunch of jewelry. I don't. And you know what? <laughs> I think I, everything's month to month. I have a Metro PCS phone. Like I'm real, like generic, if you if you will, right? And I still think that might be a little bit of character defects. Like I just don't want to commit to anything, right? I don't know how long I got here. If I take a drink today, I might have a good 30 days to live in that house, to have that car for 30 days and have my phone on for 30 more days, right? So I'm still like a month to month guy. I'm no commitment guy at all. I'm still single. And uh, I think I'm just afraid to commit to anything like that. I don't, I don't have a, a plan. I don't have a cable plan. I got... I got Hulu, Netflix. That's month to month. Everything's month to month in my life. Maybe I need to talk about that with my sponsor. Um, I'm just, I'm just living life. I'm just, I love life. I'm not tied down to any of those things. Um, I was just at a meeting yesterday at a young people's meeting with my sponsee and my grand sponsee. Now, I don't know about you guys, but I think that's a pretty neat deal to sit in the front row with these two men. And um, and we're talking for the meeting, and, and some of it might, and some of it's really good, and some of it's really bad. And then there's a ten step going on, and there's some inappropriate discussion going on. But we have to table that because we gotta get to this meeting. And, and it continues after the meeting. We all give each other a hug, and we tell each other we love you. Now I don't remember getting any of those kind of talks or all those kind of hugs. Or ever being told I was loved when I was drinking, or I was out there in that neighborhood with those guys. So all this time, when all these drinking, what it, how it would make me feel in my heart, in my chest, the burning sensation, knowing I'm going to be okay, got replaced with I think love and God, and you guys fill that void. So I never felt it necessary to take a drink again. But thank God for all cops anonymous, correct? And uh, and not to be religious or anything, but but God is in this book over 326 times. And I don't think that's by any accident. <laughs> I think they knew what they were doing. I, I feel bad that they're trying to change some of it. I think it's exactly the way it was written, how it's supposed to be, and it's worked so long so far. Who will we just to start playing God now and try to change this book? It's been it's been done for this and it's it's worked for so many alcoholics. Now, yeah, you might you're definitely going to need a sponsor to have somebody explain some of these words to you. You might need a little dictionary that they have for these words. That's fine. I would I would hate to read this by myself and try to sponsor myself. That wouldn't be any fun at all. You know what you know how many score what scores mean how many scores is everybody has a different number for that right and that's fine right 20s 30s you know increments everyone has a different number i get different numbers all the time 
Maybe if you really know, you can put it in the chat. And I'll have a new number. But those things are just neat for me, right? Scores. Like, <laughs> I need somebody to tell me what, they, what number that was, what that meant. Because somebody told them. None of this stuff, none of this stuff is, is, all, is new or original. All this stuff has been passed down generations, generations, right? But I think all, all starts from God. And it says that um, we'll be given this power back here in Alcoholics Anonymous after it was stripped away through these steps. And I didn't like that very much at all. But it was needed for me to be humbled enough and broken down enough to think I knew what was best for me and I knew what was what was what the life was about. I definitely had my perception of that was off. So you get stripped down by these steps and then you get this, this power to carry a message off all synonymous. Power to help God's kids. Now I don't know about you, but I'm self and self-centered. I like the power. I like to see the light in these guys' eyes light up with a little bit of hope. When they find out somebody like me can have 10 years of sobriety, well, anything that alter my thinking on or anything in my, in my body, that is, a, a, that, is not, <laughs> that is not something that happens where I come from. And I'm the, I'm the youngest, and I got some siblings, and none of them, and, um, none of them are sober. Not only say that because it's not always easy being the only sober one. Just to be honest with you, sometimes these people look like they're having more fun. But I knew the fun ends for me. You know, when they have more fun, they have less money. I don't know how that works. I can't even afford to, to drink and party like I used to today. And I got a good job, right? <clears throat> Do I envy them? Maybe sometime. But what I get from Alcoholics Anonymous and from God is more than I ever anticipated. And I'll never want to turn my back on that for a drink. <clears throat> I'll, be, I'll be forever indebted to Alcoholics Anonymous because not only did it give me a life, but it got me some, it got me out of got me out of me long enough so I can enjoy some things. So not only did I have that job still, but I got a promotion of showing up on time, taking less bathroom breaks. <clears throat> and, um, and it's all fit that my kids had children, right? I'm a grandfather today, I got six grandkids. And none of them got to see me drunk. And they all want to come to Papa's house, right? And I got the little, I told you I got the little humble little house and they all still want to come over, right? And I got to pick them up today and not worry about drinking and driving and take them to the movies and um, not disappear in the bathroom, right? Those are big deals for me, right? So I think my time, my time is almost up. I want to read a little something, you know, mine. 
This was read the other night. It's probably read all over the world all the time. It's on page 164. It says, abandon yourself to God as you understand God and admit your faults to him and to your fellows. Clear away the wreckage of your past. Give freely of what was what you give freely of what you find and join us. We shall be with you in the fellowship of the spirit, and you will surely meet some of us in the in the some of us as you stretch the road of a happy destiny. May God bless you and keep you until then. Thank you very much, Andy, for you for having me. Awesome, Jay. Thank you very, very much. Very cool.